With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. In honor of a dear departed soul, I want to say my attitude going into today's show is, what can the next 40 minutes do for me, Patrick Ricey? Nine years ago today, the dark man uh, left this veil of tears. So, uh, What year would that have been? Uh, 2012. You know what that means? Nine years ago tomorrow, Joe made his last appearance on Saturday Sports Talk. Is that right? Because he came in the next day because he thought of the roof story. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's a roof story. Didn't even get paid. Just came in and told the roof roof story, which is is a classic. And, of course, I repeated last night on Twitter the one that becomes the annual when his show at 12.30 in the morning as I'm driving home from the third game of the 1991 Stanley Cup Finals. In which the North and the uh, in which the North Stars took a two to one lead in the Stanley Cup Finals, and that was the day that Norm was up there in that what thing they built for him. He and knocked Mets, out a wall to get Mets, more people yeah, in and there. Met Center. He was up in the corner. And yeah. He was like Nero, and they're right. Norm, Norm, Norm. <laughs> and I'd written a column that day, ripping the hell out of him for having the Stanley Cup Finals on pay-per-view. And that was the debut of Norm Greed, by the way. And uh, the topic of Dark Show is... Does the Twin Cities need a negative sports columnist like like Patrick Ricey? (laughs) And by the way, no coincidence, next game... Dark and one of his young girlfriends are in Norm's box up there. <laughs> that was the whole motive of the thing. He wanted all he wanted in life was to get in that box. Uh, Donnie Stoner, who's the the SID over at Augsburg, reminded me yesterday that Dark and I go over there to see Devin George plays playing at Augsburg ended up having an and being a first rounder a nice NBA career and we're sitting up in the back and the arena's full and Donnie comes over and says hey I can put you guys down on the floor behind a table if you want me to and I said no we're fine dark said no let's do it he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted everybody to see he was there even for an Augsburg game man <laughs> let's let's stick with hockey for a minute all right there's something I'm not buying. What's that? I'm not buying that we're supposed to be happy 
that the wild look promising for the future. Yes. I'm not, I mean, they do, but that shouldn't be the, you failed miserably. (laughs) You can beat Vegas, and you did many times this year. And uh, I'm, I'm I think I think Vegas is a low octane offensive team, a good defensive team, and uh, I said beforehand, not being the world's number one hockey expert, but that you're better off playing Vegas because you only need three to beat them. Colorado, you need four or five, right? So, yeah. If you play Colorado and you lose in the seventh game, okay, yes, I, I can play along a little bit. But mm-hmm. you you played a pretty comparable team, mm-hmm. and you you were, you just didn't have it. You know what I've heard about in this series more than I ever have in my life: the difficulty, the absolute burden you face with the long change. Mm-hmm. The long change in the second period mm-hmm. became like we got to figure out the long change mm-hmm. because in game four you got out shot twenty two to one with the long change. What's right? the long change? I'm being confused. That's when you're uh, you got when you're you're going to the other goal. So you gotta when you get off the bench, you gotta skate down oh, there. When you the make long the long change, <laughs> yeah. they talk about the they talked about the long change yeah. as though if it was Lawrence or Arabia going across the desert. You know. Yeah. So the, I've never heard as much about the long change as I did. One uh, thing I did during Game Seven is uh, Pat. We've had some friends staying with us the past mm-hmm. week, so uh, they mostly female in my house over the past few days. Not so, hockey fans. No, they were watching some movies. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fire up the, the the pit in the backyard, and I'm going to listen to Bob and Tom on the radio. Oh, yeah. Not, and I didn't even realize that that was Kurt's last game. Oh, is Kurtzy officially done? He's hanging him up. And I completely, really? it was complete. I haven't accident. seen a story on that. I, Some, I thought they mentioned it on the other sports That's station. all I uh, I think the Pioneer Press had a big spread. They on did that. have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We should have done that. He's the best. He, I think he's, he's very good. He's very the best objective. Guy. I mean, I mean, he wanted the Wild to win, but he wasn't over the over yeah. the top about it. Boy, he's good, though. Let me ask a dumb question. Yeah. Were Kurtzy and Reed there in Vegas? I don't I think know. they were at the X. I don't think they let them really? travel. Yeah. Well, it's just like. You know who's driving it crazy? It's driving Gladden crazy. Oh, yeah. He can't stand it. He, he said, well, they'll be going to Baltimore having some nice crab cake, get yeah. down on that waterfront. <laughs> and he's, you can tell you know, he's yeah. PO'd. Yeah. Well, because, you know, they're, they're lifting restrictions everywhere. Right. But the cheapos are now saying, you know, I, I don't know if it's MLB or. Uh, you know, still having these stupid restrictions that they have, or just the, the WCCO and the Twins and I think it's and stupid. also TV being cheap. It's yeah. just well, it's then then what's going to ever motivate them to lift that ban? Yes, right. We're back to we're back to recreations. We're basically. back to Ronald Reagan in yeah, Iowa. That's yes, right. Recreating a Cubs yeah. game and having a, having a, two sticks to beat yeah. together to make the sound of the bat. Yeah, that's what they would do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there right. was a home run. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the, you know the old guy uh, Dick Stotts was on the radio in CCO and he I mean not in at WJON. Did rocks games when I was up there. I remember he used to talk to me about, you know, you'd get the thing on the Western Union ticker an inning at a time, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd like early in the game, that's eh, a 3-2 count, foul ball, foul ball. That last inning, 
Bill, uh, ground ball short, throw him out of first next. <laughs> you know, the, they, you know those, those, those. Nobody knew how many pitches it was or anything. So those, those last innings when you could go, go get a cocktail, and boom, they just everybody swung at the first pitch. They never loitered in the box. It was I, I gotta in and think, out. I gotta think the, the guys like Bremer and Smalley and Gladdy and uh, Corey Provis. Don't you kind of feel kind of insulted? Yes, I think you should feel insulted, yeah. Yeah, especially now. I mean, it's if, what, what they're what, waiting for. Would you, how, how long would you continue doing your column if you were told to do it at home watching it on TV? Yeah, we've, we've had some of that. I have refused to do that. Oh, I, God I can't. Uh, I had to bail a couple of the uh, wild days would have been my normal column writing day. And I said, I am not capable Mm-hmm. of watching a 9.30 hockey game on TV right. and then listening at Zoom at 12.30 and trying to produce something. Yep. You find somebody else to do it. I can't do it. No. So, Stick to your guns. <laughs> yes. You got to, you know, I I have not written anything off watching it on TV. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to the, I mean, I've made observations two days later or something, but not... Uh, and I you haven't. can't tell me that it's not affecting the quality of a broadcast. Oh, hell yes. They can see. You're, you don't when you're see, there, you see stuff. You don't see the whole field. Yeah. No, no. Well, on Sunday, we had ducks on the field. Did that, you guys see that? Ducks, yeah. mm-hmm. We had ducks yeah. in center field. That's right. Yes. What if they'd been ducks on the field in Memorial Stadium and we never got a picture of them? See? You know, right. Memorial Stadium. Well, no, Camden, yeah, right. Am I Camden thinking Yards. Camden Yards, yeah. Memorial Stadium? That only takes me back to what nineteen ninety three. I wonder I, if Memorial Stadium nineteen ninety two. Yes, it was eventually, oh. but well, I thought it was neat. The first neat year, player. the first year that they they moved their farm club, uh, they were building a new stadium and of somewhere in the suburbs there. And they played their their minor league team played their games in Memorial Stadium. I remember it, it was being in neat, a neighborhood. but it was bad. Oh yeah, it was in the neighborhood next to a big a big uh, public high school, though Eastern Something, High, yeah. I think. Yeah, remember up there? Yes. But they parked bumper to bumper. Oh. So if Fred's not if leaving, you, you're staying. If, uh, <laughs> you know, unlike Minnesotans would have not liked no, this they would not have because that. you can't leave after seven, and if you got a two hour rain delay. In Baltimore, in the summer, Ooh. which is a distinct possibility, you're stuck there. There was a parking lot where there was room, but it was like five bucks higher priced or something. Well, we can't afford that. But yeah. I remember being at a—I was covering a Twins game. My wife was there, and her uh, brother-in-law and sister from Washington. I got them, them tickets, too. And we were in one of those spots. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those nice Baltimore summer nights when she was about 98 with 100% humidity. <laughs> and Mrs. Ricey has a tendency to, get, you know, she's, sure, sure. she's kind of a sweathead. Well, that'll happen. She's yeah. kind of a sweathead. <laughs> that, that can happen. And this one dragged on for about 320. And then then the wait in the parking lot was like an hour. Oh, this was not She wasn't happy. This was not a celebration of baseball for her. No. You know. I bet you heard about that after the game, huh? Uh, she heard that she was never going to go to another game at Memorial Stadium. You know what I saw once at Memorial Stadium? Belanger, Mark Belanger was yes. a great shortstop. Yes. 
and it was pregame. He's fielding ground balls, and, and then somebody hit one way above his head. He threw his glove up, and it went right in the glove. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, he was. He had to be a magic shortstop because I think one year he hit 189. Ooh. But Earl's whole deal was you had to have a center fielder. Yep. You had to have a shortstop. And then you could, then the rest of it. And Hit he dingers. Had Brooks, he had Brooksy. <laughs> on that same home day. home runs and pitched like a son of a gun. On that same day, beautiful summer day in Baltimore, I said to Mock, boy, it's a nice ambiance. Mm-hmm. And Mock said, ambiance? Ain't that something you take to the hospital? <laughs> 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 yep. As he yeah. was smoking. As he was having what a Marlboro. What was his brand? Marlboro. Marlboro. Was it Marlboro? Yeah. I couldn't remember that. I was going to reference him the other day. And, and he I took couldn't. a lot of vitamins. I said, why? He said, they work if you think they do. <laughs> God, he was. People don't realize how great he was. Yep. If you were one of his guys, he could be bad to visiting reporters. But uh, anybody who gives you the 20-second pause yep. before he answers questions it, and you learn to wait, yep. you're going to get something good. Mm-hmm. From him, mm-hmm. Molitor's that way. Molitor's that way too, yeah. especially when he was a player. Yeah. He would give you the pause and try to think up an answer. Well, you always appreciate the guy who tries to give you an answer. Okay, who's the tennis player? Osaka. Osaka. What's her first name? Naomi. Naomi Osaka. Uh, to me, I think we're talking about a brat. I think, or will mental health professionals say, oh, no, this is very disturbing? Well, here's what my suspicion here is. Because I'm thinking of the 20-second pause. She won't talk to the press. Why did she not tell them ahead of time? Yeah. Why did she allow it to become this big controversy and then in a tweet claim mental health issues? Right. If she was really... If she didn't want to make this a stand against the press is what it is, a stand against the European media probably. If she didn't want to make it that, she could have just told, listen, I'm having emotion, depression, emotional well, what, problems. What, 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 what would the press have to do with that, though? See, you don't tell well, them anything then, anyway. she doesn't want to answer. Why do you, She's saying that it depresses her, basically, when they ask her why she's not any good on clay or well, something. But is she an American? Know, they, uh, she is from the U.S., but she's Japanese. I think she's uh, mixed race, right? Japanese and, so. and yeah. African American. But I mean, she was born in. But she's, but an American she's representing citizen. Japan. She plays oh. out of Japan, even though she's from here, right? So I, I mean, it's, it's confusing. She's a great player, but I think this whole thing's a setup. Myself, I agree with. But Patrick. I don't want to get in. You know, I, I, she's going to win. By the way. She's, yeah. The, the, we're all the media is going to become the bad guys, right? For asking questions that are negative, right? So if you lose, you're supposed to say, you know, kind of like. Well, this a is just a further it, deterioration of journalism as yes, a craft. Yes, it is, and uh, it's the, you know. If you read the sports sections in this town, eighty mm-hmm. percent of it is kiss-ups, mm-hmm. even when they're not playing good, right? Thus, and thus, I do my share too. I do my share too. Thus, my opening volley. I'm mm-hmm. not buying the fact yes. that all you hockey writers are telling me how pleased I should be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be pleased. <laughs> no. Right. no, I want another round. Yes, <laughs> the uh, 
but the 20 the the right to find out from somebody what went on when they lost the ball game mm-hmm. is you you got to ask you got to be able to ask that question mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like what happened i use this as an example i wrote about this for tomorrow alex colomy yep. our new closer right First game of the year. Here he comes, Alex. We gave you a two-run lead, right? Mm-hmm. In the 10th inning. And now there's a runner at first. There's already one out, right? Mm-hmm. Already one out. They hit a little chopper back to Alex, and he throws it to second base too late instead of taking the routine out at first. Mm-hmm. This is a play that I would yell at my 10-year-old grandson if he made a play that stupid. Mm-hmm. Take the Take out. The out. Well, when the game ends mm-hmm. and they lose, and Alex throws up after that making that play, and then Kepler drops the ball, you get Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. You get Rocco, and I don't even know who else, right? But you don't. But in the old days, we would have sat at Alex's locker right. for an hour to say, Alex, Elvis Martinez, who's the interpreter. In case Alex wanted to claim a language problem, we'd say, hey, Elvis, come here. <laughs> and we'd say, what in the hell were you thinking? Right. In a, in a couch terms, but that's basically, what, I mean, are you, you know, or did you you embarrass your entire family. What do you think about it? <laughs> You're in country. You know? Yeah. You embarrass your country. country. Yes. So, you know, I mean, those uh, people are watching the game. They want to know why something happened, good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make you evil no. if somebody loses the game. You know what? Tom Kelly, Tom Kelly. Four things can happen. You win the game. They win. They the win game. the game. You lose the game. They lose the game. In other words, you win the game because you play really good. Yep. They win the game because you you play. They played really good. You lose the game because you played really. You you lose the game because you played really lousy, and they lose the game because they played little really lousy. Not because you did anything to win. Right. You know, right. kind of like our Lynx the other night. <laughs> we were paying great homage to the Lynx for their comeback victory. How would you know this? I was just clicked over at one point. The comebacking Lynx. We're two out of 16 in the fourth quarter. Yet, it's a noble victory in the next, you know, instead of saying, damn, my ears hurt from wearing the rims. It was a clang fest. You forgot about the fifth thing from TK. What? I'm going out to cut grass. (laughs) The fifth thing is he's going to go cut grass. Joe, we've discussed this almost every week. What are you going to do with the big lug at first base? Well, no one's going to want him. <laughs> no. I don't know. He can't count on him. No, he could run. You know, he hit one three run homer, and then he hit the three the one day. Yep. And every other at bat, he struck out. Right. The other day, that when you really wanted him to strike out, with he the hits into a double play. He hit into a double play. <laughs> yeah. The first time, there's one out when he comes up with the bases loaded and strikes out. You know, I said that. In Vegas, at a racetrack that you get paid two twenty, 
on a $2 bet for that one. You know, you, you, in other words, the odds were 1 to 10, 10 to 1 that he was going to strike out. <clears throat> Next time he comes up and you, there's nobody out. So now you can say, okay, well, good, he can strike out, and then Kirilov can bat, right, with mm-hmm. one out. Mm-hmm. Then he hits into a double play. You know, <laughs> don't, you know, just strike out. Do what you do. Do what you do. But he's up to about 45% again. Oh. Same as last year. Well, Kirilov ultimately is your first baseman, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you do, though? What I hope mean, was seen initially about this guy? Oh, well, he weighed, first of all, he weighed 255 or 260. Yeah. Now he weighs 310. But... That's my guess. But he was, I mean, he... So he's gotten worse. Oh, God, yes. 2015, as a rookie, he had, you know, he he didn't chase pitches. He could turn on fastballs, you know, but he was young and limber. He's hitting below 160, isn't he? Yeah, the other day, what was it? I saw 170-something the other day, but, but I did not see any of yesterday's game. I'll show you. I did this the other day. I'll show you what... I didn't see the three to two ten inning thriller against the O's. I did not watch any of that one. Are they in a rebuilding mode? The They're, O's. Yes, about well, season about 12, 10, ten years now. God, they there. The other day I figured it out, and they haven't won since. They were one hundred and forty three, and two sixty something since the start of the two thousand eighteen season, nineteen season, wow. last four years. I want to show you what he, what happened to two guys here. All right, you guys keep going, but I got to find this. By the way, Joe, speaking of our division, uh, Bovada, the betting site, yeah, now has the Dodgers as the favorite, even though I think they're in third place in their own mm-hmm. division. The White Sox are now the second favorite to win the World Series. I don't, the I first don't buy that. Dodgers. Dodgers. I don't buy that, but they're getting uh, Dodgers and the Padres are like the two best teams in baseball. And they're the Did same you guys see the video of the great Cubs play from Friday? Oh my goodness! Where Baez went <laughs> you know, back to the plate. There were two outs. Totally hilarious. There were two yes. outs. No, yes. there was not. There were two outs. Yeah, really. There were two outs. I think somebody. Somebody. There were two outs. What was that first baseman doing? <laughs> I don't know, but he should have been released. Yes, he should have been released. Well, on, not d- even describe, finished the game. Describe the play for people. Who don't uh, know runner on about. second for the Cubs, as Pat mentioned. Two outs. Javier Baez was at the plate, grounded one up the first baseline. First baseman fields it and was going to attempt to tag. Bias. Right. Yes. But if he just touches first base, the inning is over. But if he attempts to tag, that means if the runner scores before he's tagged, that run counts. So Baez backtracks all the almost all the way to the plate. Yeah. Runner scores. Then Baez takes off for first because <laughs> the first baseman is where the catcher is. Right. Yes. Right. And then uh, he attempts to throw him out at first. first baseman? I, I'll have to look it up. But then the first baseman attempts to throw him out and then throws it into the outfield, and Baez makes it to second Did base. Did you see the Cubs dug out? Oh, they went nuts. They were belly laughing. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. It was, everybody was. Yeah. It was like you saw Ford Park yeah. in Highland yeah. with your kid. See this? These are the better. These are two guys who had better days, right there. Did you? Did it stay up there? I got it. That's you and who? That's Miguel. You're kidding That's me. That's Miguel when he was a phenom. Oh, the, I remember that picture in spring. In spring oh my of god! That guy looks like a hitter. Yes, yes, he was. He was. If he was, if that was Miguel, he would have been a superstar. Wow. But uh, you he know, he looks trim. He should be more embarrassed than I am. Not by much. <laughs> but, 
But he should be. Man, did he look trim there. Oh, God, yeah, he's that a, was He's him. Joe Palooka right now. Yeah, he's always... Well, the spring of 2020 showed up from Florida, and somehow he worked out that spring, and he looked... He might have been 280, right? Yeah. But it was. It looked good on him. It was a good 280. 280, yeah. 275, maybe. He was in shape. Everybody saw him. Miguel, you look great, blah, blah, blah. Pandemic comes. Miguel comes back. Put on twenty five at least, and he's now he's huge, and he can't he can't get to the ball. He can't, you know. I don't know. It's it's. I a, just looked this it's up. Too bad he's done at twenty eight, basically. I was just looking up the uh, the fight in Pittsburgh Pirates who took two or three from us here at Target Field a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They already have a negative seventy eight run differential. Yeah. Wow. They well, are you, you know a team that has to be bad, the Fighting Rockies. <laughs> Because you're playing in Coors Field, and they have the lowest batting average in baseball, and they're scoring the fewest runs hmm. when you're playing in the most generous run-scoring park in the history of mankind. There's a few bad teams floating around, that's for sure. That is for sure. I feel sorry for poor old Rocco, though, here in the Zoom era, because he's responsible for answering all the questions about these idiots. You know, mm-hmm. he's on like... 15 minutes before the game and then 15 minutes after. You get one player after the game, usually the starting pitcher. I listened to one of those chats with Provis, and I, I didn't realize Arise is going to be out for weeks now, they said? Uh, weeks? Is that what they're That's saying? That's what they said on Sunday, because I was listening to the pregame what is show his, on Sunday. Dislocated his, what did he do to his shoulder? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought maybe you would know What's the, the latest on Buxton? That's uh, That's been delayed because... Mm. He can run hard, but he's having trouble when he decelerates. Oh, when he slows down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. So slowing honest down to, is the problem. Honest to God, he's he doesn't feel as good. He can feel it when he slows down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you can take off all right. Yep. Yeah. Zero to 60 and 3.9 oh, seconds. still the fastest seconds. guy in the history right. of baseball. But it's the slowing down slowing that hurts. down. I've never then had don't that slow problem. Down. Yeah, no. just keep going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, run the bases. Now just Kepler's to... out for how, who knows how long? At least ten days. What's his? It's Hammy, right? Yeah. Yep. He to- well, it was funny because the game he played in the outfield, Rocco was on the pregame, same pregame, and he said, "Yeah, he's close to ninety percent." And then he blew out his hamstring again, and he's out Here, for weeks. Here's another thing that you did in this era, this ref Snyder. Mm-hmm. And we've had some stories on him, but we should have a life and time story on this guy. He's kicked around the minors forever. Mm-hmm. He's a Korean with the name Ref Snyder. Really? Yes, I didn't know he's that. adopted by some family. I figured he was from we, Ohio. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> we should we should know more about him, should we? I mean, he's a Korean. That kind of sports writing is missing. Korean? Well, because part of it being no, but you don't have any so, access. Everything's so analytical. And oh yes, it is. Nobody it is. ever asks a guy, "What'd your old man do for a living?" <laughs> yes, you know? that's that's uh, that is true. Not on Zoom, that's for damn sure. Is it MLB that prevents reporters from entering a clubhouse? Or is it team by team? It's MLB right now. It's MLB. Yeah. So all around baseball, no reporters going to the clubhouse clubhouse yet. Now, what they came up with about two weeks ago is you could go down, stand like near the dugout, and hope to catch them. Near the dugout, and if a guy's nice after BP, come over and talk to you. Yeah. And you can get that good. Six-minute, hardcore, 
Tell me something interesting interview, you know. Do all MLB teams prevent their broadcasters from going on the road? I have not seen any here yet. So really? maybe they – I think a lot of teams, you know, like if you're going to San Diego, they say, we don't want you because mm -hmm. we, we don't want the press box. So it's, it's bodies in the press box they're complaining about. So – I don't know what we we just basically ended all guidelines. So I was going to say, yeah. can't we have twenty thousand at Target Field now? <laughs> yeah, if anybody was well, that's true. That the, Although they did have nineteen. The yeah, that's day, what I thought. Right? That I was heard, I heard them announced that the other day. Mm -hmm. When do they go full boat? Fourth of July. Yeah, they, yeah, that yeah that's right. not going to be an issue though. So I think no. we're good. Tickets will be available. Only one eight out of eleven. <laughs> uh, there are only nine games. Here's, here's the one thing that bothers you. They've played an easy schedule to this point. Pretty soon, they got to be playing the Rays, the Yankees. Well, they're playing the, the Yankees Sox. this week, aren't they? Yeah, the Yankees, yeah. Jan January 8th, right? When's June, that? June 8th. June 8th. When is that? Uh, that's when the they come home. A week right? from today. Yeah, there was thought that Buxton might be back for that one, but I guess not. Not if he can't slow down. He's got no, to slow down. Got to slow down. Isn't that what sliding's for? Don't you slide into no, You think we want him sliding? <laughs> He's got, he wants to slide it. You know what else I don't like, Joe? Mm -hmm. About well, modern baseball? Well, I got a lot on my mind about that. But the mitten. The mitten. Oh, I, don't I don't like, the, don't like mitten. the mitten. I don't like the mitten. It like does, you know, mitten. The mitten. I mean, it looks like a kid out playing in the snow in 1956, yeah. right? Plus, you know what else I wouldn't like if I was a catcher? Let's give him an extra four inches to get into the base to steal one. Because yeah. it's longer than your actual hand. When it's come, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Why do they let them do that? I don't know, but I'm surprised they do, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Pretty soon you're going to have a guy like, going to have one of those floppy feet on him, like Bozo the Clown on there. So they, they're running and they're running. And he shatters safe. Ricky Henderson's His body's still back there, but his foot is safe. <laughs> You know, you know, TK went twenty-eight foot long. Foot. TK went nuts when they started off using the armor. He lost that. You know, the yeah. mm -hmm. the guy that you know to keep you off the plate. Yeah. You know the guys, and they let them now wear anything they want to. I mean, Nelson Cruz, yeah. you know, could get hit with a bazooka and right. it bounce off him. Well, the best was a Rod. You know, A-Rod used to have that gigantic shield on his forearm that he did yeah. when he was with the Yankees that he would yeah. wear all the time. I can't believe the number of what – what do you think the explanation is? The number of guys get hit in their hands. What do you think is going on? Some it's people pitcher, think pitchers it's, don't know how to throw inside anymore. Some, some, some people think it's scuffing the ball, too, that it gets a little – at the end or putting juice on a ball or anything like that. Hmm. I heard a good one on uh, – on, uh, Maddox, I put it, uh, I, I, you know, Maddox always had that uh, at the end. Mm -hmm. Somebody who, a ball player, former ball player, told me he used to put Carmex on his teeth. Really? And he'd always go to his mouth, and he'd, but he'd have Carmex. It didn't taste very good, but it allowed, him, him, into the Hall of Fame. allowed <laughs> him to have a 1.9 average 7 ERA when the league was five and a half. So, so he put lip ivo yeah. on his teeth. Teeth, and he, uh, Get him, yeah, and he'd have a little, Jesus. have a little grease in with that saliva. You know, you were allowed to go to your mouth as long as you didn't stay there. And all that was for him was psychological. Because think about it, he wouldn't have gotten that much stuff out of his no, off his teeth not going like that. But was he the one, Pat, that we were watching the video of? Was it was it Greg? Who was the umpire that had the strike zone that was? 
Oh, that yeah. was Eric, uh, Eric Gregg. Eric yeah. Gregg, oh. we were watching that. No, that wasn't him. That was Levon Hernandez. Oh, that was Levon. You're right. And, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the biggest farce <laughs> in the history. It's from me to Joe from the off the plate. Yeah! <laughs> well, I was there when they brought Eric into the press room. Oh, you were? And Eric thought he was going to come in to talk about Levon's great performance and what he thought of it. And, they said, and basically it starts off. Eric, what the bleep? You know, what do you do? I mean, everybody's saying that some of those pitchers are a foot outside, Eric. And he got all offended. And his son, you know, is the PR guy for the uh, Red Sox. Oh, he is. The media cute, nice guy. Yeah. But uh, we don't bring we don't mention that game when we uh, when we're oh, no. talking. Are the Red Sox having a good year? Yes, right. yeah. a surprisingly, shockingly good year. It is a strange year for that. The Giants. You look at the Giants, and you say. They should be ten and forty-five, and they're ahead of the Dodgers. They're in first like, place. They, yeah. they're, it's unbelievable. They got like an old timers team. It's uh, and they're just they're, their pitching's been pretty good, but it's it's just weird. They're gonna they're gonna pop, wake up one day and lose twenty out of twenty-five. There's something wrong with them. So, but I don't know. A lot of odd stuff like that happening in baseball. Uh, do you think the Olympics will get canceled? I'm betting on it, aren't you? Yeah. Why don't they, why, why do you just say we're not going to have them this year? We'll just keep yeah, everything they, in they, place they, they and keep, have it next they year. They keep saying we got to do it this year because otherwise it competes with the Winter Olympics. So what? It used to be that yeah, way all the yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say it. It was that way for 120 years. Right. What the hell's the deal here now? Yeah. Why? Why have put Japan in a situation where nobody can come to the country? Because you, you know, they've spent more billions than anybody building this place. They should allow people to, uh, you know, if if your son's running track for the U.S., you ought to be able to go watch him, right? I wouldn't mm-hmm. go if I had to go. I mean, I, I wouldn't go. No, I was assigned I, I bet, to go. Uh, Rachel Blount's our Olympic writer, and I was talking to her, and she says she got her ticket, but she doesn't know what the heck's going on. Hmm. You know, well, yeah. Thing that scares you is is uh, the Indian uh, the the variants from India might Plus be it's a, too close to the commies in China. Yeah, they they're still fooling around with their labs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> they're, they're doing bad stuff. Uh, well, yeah, it's 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 hard to know who to not like. You yeah, know? They're too close to North Korea too, and I don't trust that little. And mm-hmm. Marty Allen fruitcake running that country. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marty <laughs> Allen. Well, yeah, there's a, you know, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of things going on out there. We don't know anything Are they about. finally going to get rid of Nettie in Israel? It sounds like it, doesn't uh, it? There's yeah. a cool, boy, they got weird government. They got yeah. too many parties. Everybody wants, parties. everybody wants to have a, uh, get rid of the two-party system here, but uh, just think how bad it'd be if we had 12 or 13 of them like they do. Right? Oh. Then you'd have to get people uh, get together and decide who's uh, running the things and stuff. So, well, it's nice to see you back, buddy. I hadn't seen you here, and uh, I saw you a couple of times, I guess, but not too often. There were some words expressed um, from Pat Joe about uh, know, when's that I know bleeper how Pat getting was back? Referring to me. Always referring to me. <laughs> I feel very confident walking around. In the in the world right now, I, I don't feel that. Reavers is fully vaccinated now. We're all good here on the side. I was I got chastised in a Super America yesterday. No, but it was on Fifty Sixth and Xerxes. Is that Minneapolis? 
Yeah, yeah, that'd be because that's Minneapolis. So because Minneapolis has got the Minneapolis is the only one that's got the face mask requirement, right? St. Paul doesn't have it. Yeah, it does. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. For no reason. There's no no science behind it. No. I was down at uh, Canterbury Park last week. How are we doing masky down there? We were struggling to find one. Um, but they don't need them, right? No, if you're uh, if you're outside, you don't need one. They encourage you to wear mm-hmm. one if you are indoors, You know, whether replacing a wager or uh, buying some food and whatnot. If the wild could have kept going, they might have you know, got up to 15,000 people in the oh, building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, I, I agree with you, though. I've had the same thought, and there's no sense in repeating it, but I was a little alarmed at uh, how uh, happy we were. I'm not happy. After all the optimism going into Game 7, <laughs> and we had them on the ropes, yep. and then we go out there and go, Bleh! and uh, and uh, then, we're, uh, then we're happy. I don't get it. Hockey fans, though, with this team, hockey fans are a lot happier mm-hmm. than they were with the North Stars. Mm-hmm. The North Stars had a more of a blue-collar, bar-jacket, East St. Paul crowd who would go out and if you screwed up on a power play, they'd booed. <laughs> you know, if you had a power play that no shots on it, they'd mm-hmm. let you have it. And uh, these guys, they, you know, I said, you take the two kids, you take mom and the two kids, you spend 400 bucks, you know, between tickets and a new sweater and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're not going to drive home saying, boy, do they stink tonight. No. <laughs> you know. We so. only got out shout 22 to 1 in that yeah, period, Billy. Married, you know, we were a little unlucky there. We were a little unlucky. 14 so. to 2 they were. What, what, what period was they outshot 14 to 2? That second again. Long change. The long change. Long change. I said, I don't, I don't know exactly the fundamentals of the long change. But I said, we have to forget shooting and skating and all that going and all that stuff during the offseason. We got to practice our board hopping. That's right. <laughs> so we get that change. We got to come on, get over that board. Come on, let's go. Very let's go odd. What is your most embarrassing moment board hopping? Did you ever have a good one? No, but uh, I, I, speaking for a teammate, mm-hmm. I can tell you his most embarrassing moment. <laughs> Give me his first name is all. Uh, Peter. Peter, okay. And he had the tin cup. Okay. And it fell out. Okay. And it was clanking down the ice. <laughs> and the other team would shoot it. <laughs> so he couldn't get yeah, it. Yeah, we sniping at it. <laughs> I'll never forget that as long was, as I live. Was Peter embarrassed? Oh, I think he's a little red face. <laughs> good player. Very good player. Yeah. What do they wear for a jock now? They don't have to wear those. I mean, what do they wear for a cup now? They don't They don't have those old clay I don't know, things. but I asked a wee one's mother the other night in Chicago if the kid had one on, and she said yes. And I said, oh, thank God, because he was catching Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you catch her, you need one of those. I right? had to go through that process a few weeks ago and had to show the nine-year-old, this is how you put it on. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what's it for, Dad? You know, I had to go <laughs> through that whole thing. Yep, it's going to protect should've you. You should have just said, stand there and I'll show you. And <laughs> right. throw, throw a baseball. Yeah, from this oh, happening. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so was he catching? Well, he they have to rotate okay. each position. So coach uh, then said you might want to get him one of these, and then uh, so Boy, that's the big biggest improvement in from nine to ten 
is they they don't rotate positions now. You uh, not all you yeah. know don't routinely, so you don't get the catcher that can't catch. Who basically everything is a ball back to the back. Right. You, know, you should you know as I said, if I was the coach of nine and ten year old baseball, the first day we'd practice playing catch. And if we didn't have her down, we'd do it again the next day and the next day. And then if you can't play catch, mm-hmm. you can't play baseball. And the biggest issue I'm <laughs> seeing with 9U baseball this summer is uh, we got some of the kids that instead of moving just the glove, they move the whole body over to catch. You know, they, yeah. they, they won't move their arm to catch the ball. <laughs> they think the ball's thrown here, so okay. they have to walk oh, over. Oh, they don't want to yeah, stretch. The, huh? the kid I watch was fantastic. Oh, is he good? Oh. Yeah. Which one's that now? Uh, that would be uh, Mickey. Mickey's going to be a player. Yeah, so is his brother. They're all. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's all they do is play catch. Do you miss the days though, where they all the fielders chased after one oh, ball? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. Except the one kid who was just playing in the sand and never right. even knew that the ball was rolling out to him. That's huh? William's buddy Levi. He likes to pick dandelions <laughs> and kind of see what else is going on. So he usually plays in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. You see those kids play that game, and you realize how it's hard to keep players because it's, oh, yeah. it is a, I mean, it is a impossible game to play as an eight, nine year old mm-hmm. kid. You know, there's not a lot happening. You're not strong enough yep. to make the throw. And then they start like halfway through last year. They started letting the pitchers pitch. Who was I talking to that said they shouldn't let the kids? pitch until they're about 11 or 12 to get the game moving, you know? Yeah. Because what good does it do to have a kid lobbing it in there at age 10? Well, I think it would almost help to rotate, have do a coach pitch one inning, have a kid pitch, just to keep the game moving. We, we got a new one planned uh, in, the, in the family tree. She's mm-hmm. playing uh, softball ah. for the first time. Uh, it's the machine pitches. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game I went to, I, I uh, heard the coach say to her, Play right field. Mm-hmm. She, she said, "Where's that?" <laughs> yes, right. And get this is the yes. best part. He said, "It's just out. Stand behind the first yeah. baseman." She goes, "She's standing this far." Behind the <laughs> it's great. It's great. I went and saw my niece play softball about ten years ago, and she was on second, and somebody got a hit out there, so she runs around. Then she got the third, and then she went over and sat in the bench because she got the vapors, basically. Yeah. She got she got too warm. So I said, what are you doing? She said, well, I'm hot. Water breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got to have a lot of water breaks. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites, too, is the kid who hits it joins the other team in going to get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, my buddies are out there. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it is a, uh, it's a hard game. There's no doubt about it. The best player that was on Luke's team last year was a girl. Really? And I don't know what she, we lost her, but she was a little curly-haired girl, and she was an athlete. Nice. Man. All these other guys are running to first base, uh, and she, whew. Anyway, Say that's something. it. I want to see if I can hear you. Hello. Yeah, all right. Let's, Let's go, go to the bank. Let's, yeah, you got to go to the bank. Gotta I go got to the bank. I got some checks, but I don't think I'll go to the bank. Okay. Who needs it? It's only money. What the hell? Yeah. All right. Goodbye. This is Patrick Gracie with the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? The Canopy Group believes it's the graduating classes of 2021. 
What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges in their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students are finding new ways to celebrate their milestones and their success on this journey. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through communities and see dozens and thousands and hundreds of yard signs. It uh, It is amazing that what these graduating students have gone through, and they deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2021. EcoFun has e-bikes in stock. And why is that important? Because every other bike retailer is out of stock and will not be getting new e-bikes until December or January. You can't even get one for Christmas from them. The weather is warming up, so if you are in the market for an e-bike scooter or ATV, go to EcoFun right now. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Talk with Tim Bloom. The owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, Tim and his family will help you select the e-bike that is right for you, and they will deliver it to your front door in the metro area. Right now, EcoFun has Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha motor assist bikes in stock. EcoFun also carries the full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a wide variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com and tell Tim that that old bicycler Patrick Racy sent you. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold.